everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to Hoops and Brews. Um, as always, your boy Pavy, the homie Joe. Um, That's good. Uh, how you feeling today, bro? I'm pretty good. What about you? I've been really chilling so far today. I'm chilling, bro. I'm ch- I haven't slept in like a week, but I'm chilling. <laughs> When'd you get back? Uh, I got back from Chicago. I was supposed to get back Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Or no, I was supposed to get back Monday. Then I had a 36-hour girlfriend, so I pushed my trip back. I'll tell the story off air. 36-hour <laughs> girlfriend, so I so I ended up pushing my trip back, and I actually got back. Uh, I think I got back Tuesday or whatever it was, Tuesday. So, yeah, I got back Tuesday. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, just pretty much been chilling ever since. Uh, yeah. That's what's up, man. Where are we going to get started? I know. I think where we kind of where we want to start. Some news happened. Some things did happen. Your man's Chet Holmgren, uh, unfortunately, was in an open run um, in Seattle, if I'm not mistaken, right? Seattle? Seattle, yep. Uh, the uh, Jamal Crawford uh, Pro-Am. Which was sanctioned by the NBA. Um, I think Jason Tatum was in that run. They also had, uh, well, obviously LeBron was in that run. Um, didn't they have some other NBA players besides just those two? Yeah, Paola, I'm pretty sure Bantero played. Uh, ben Carroll was in it, and uh, didn't Murray play as well? I think he played in that game too. I'm right? assuming Murray has played in every single pro game I've ever seen <laughs> this summer, so I'm assuming he was there. But apparently, um, the court wasn't in the best conditions. I think because it was so many people in the um gym that the gym was just very hot, if I'm not mistaken. So the court mm-hmm. wasn't in the best condition, and Chet Holmgren <clears throat> on a breakaway, uh, was trying to play defense, ended up doing what we thought spraining his ankle. Uh, turned out to be a Liz Frank fracture, uh, which is either he either ha- he either broke the bones or he tore the tendons. One of the, one of the two. Um, mm-hmm. But he's out for the year. I think some of that is, pro- is probably actually more uh, precautionary than the fact that he just has to be out for the full year. Um, but he's out for the year, man. What do you um, think about it? What do you think about you know players playing? I mean, obviously you can't control injuries, but players playing mm-hmm. in um, summer games. And yeah, just what do you think about that whole situation in general? I think it's um it's a it's a, obviously the outcome is bad, but I don't think it's I don't think it means much. I think people are overreacting. Whether if you're working out at the gym, if you at practice, if you lift and weights, you can get injured doing whatever it is. All I know is the answer to all of this is not ban players from playing basketball and some ban them from playing in some of the games because he literally could be playing pickup or he could be doing a drill and the same thing can happen. I don't think the I think I think exactly. I don't think I think the play was bad. I don't think you should have contested. The, I don't think you should have contested LeBron's fast break. Even though he like, did pull off, doing, bro. like what are you doing? Bro? Contested the fat break. Let what him get it done. Doing, this is Let fucking August. Stop, stop, Chet. Stop. Let him get it done. But well, the thing is, he didn't. Um, it was a very, if you ask, it was a very impressive stop. If you ask me, I think uh, him stopping LeBron James right there. That shows you Chet ain't sweet. He wasn't. LeBron was not going full speed, bro. Because LeBron is 38 years old and doesn't want to hurt himself. He was not going full speed, bro. It's and a I, fast break. You're supposed to be one of the, if not the best finisher in NBA history. We are on a, a court. We are, we, we are on a court inequipped for NBA athletes to play on in the middle of August. I'm not doing this with you right now. <laughs> I feel you. But it was a, um, a heck of a stop by Chet, but and the, the result was bad. But I don't think there's any sort of slipping sort of overreaction to it. Like I said, it's, it's prime it happens. Um, but it's I think now that OKC is about to go into super tank mode. Like you said, they set out for the year. I wouldn't I, – I, that's more just to like – I mean, maybe they could have given them a short uh, timetable. 
that's probably more so like it's not like, oh, it, it takes six weeks or eight weeks or 10 weeks. 10 weeks going to come up and everybody's going to be looking at him. This is kind of like set the whole conversation up around him, take all the pressure off of Chet. Uh, young player, you don't want that um, looming on him. He, now he's going to set this up for, you know, sort of like a Ben Simmons thing. He won the rookie of the year, his second year, kind of like how Blake Griffin did, um, or yeah. that, uh, however you want to count it. He set himself up for that. But I think OKC is going to throw themselves. A lot of people think Sam Presti is going to uh, throw himself into that conversation. Um, to that number one pick, another another tanker. And he's going to try to pair maybe one by you. If that's how you pronounce his name. I'm not With, sure. Uh, Wimbiana, if I'm not mistaken. Victor Wimbiana. Yeah, Victor Wimbiana. Pair him with Chet, um, Giddy, and that core they do have in OKC. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think the play was – Chet made a bad decision on trying to, I don't know, be a – Super I don't know. <laughs> yeah, be a superhero, even though it was a heck of a stop. 2K need to give him Hall of Fame rim protector. <laughs> Relax. For being able to stop one of the greatest finishers in the uh, history of the league on the fast break. I don't happen too often. It, just, it don't happen too often. It was a stop. Um, my thoughts is, number one, the Thunder weren't going to need any help in tanking. They were going to suck regardless. They weren't going to need any help in tanking. They were. Chet, they, is like, Chet is like 10, 15 wins. Chet is like 10 wins. Ten, Chet is not adding 10 wins, 10 to 15 Chet wins to your like team. Like 10 wins. Yes, Chet he is. Not adding 10 to 15 wins to your team. Yes, he they, is. They, they were, they were, they were going to start in 32 games. 32? Yeah, struggling with 32 games. I mean, that's fair, but I mean, you say without Chet, they're going to be like probably like 10 to, to 15, 20, 10 to 20, 10 to 25. They're going to win like 10 games, bro. It's like, like no, 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 no. If they win 10 games, they need to be literally investigated. If they win 10 games, they need to be investigated. Investigated yeah, they, if they win 10 games. Yeah, they move at the end of the year, letting Trey Mann and all they they let all they guys lose. Uh, at the end they of should the win at least 25 games if watch, everybody is actually there and healthy. Watch Shay get the lightest injury ever, and they're going to be talking about some four or five I'm weeks. And they're gonna keep that, and it's too easy for that to happen. Guys, it's too, it's too, like, nobody's gonna question severe ankle sprain, two months. But no, uh, but no, but no, but no. I, but no, I, 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 um, I do think the play. I mean, I do think the whole situation is just, um, unfortunate in uh, general. But my main thing with Chet, even before the draft, was health. I just looked at his body type, and it's just very hard for guys who look like that to have a ten-year career. So, um, I hope that, and this is being a lower, uh, you know, a, a lower extremity injury. Obviously, it's a foot injury. You know, Liz Frank. Who I'm trying to think who retired because of like a Liz Frank injury. I'm sure there's somebody who retired because of like a Liz Frank injury. Now it might have been like that. Didn't it that way? Didn't Bill Walton have a Liz Frank injury? Bill Walton had everything. Bill Walton you know, had everything. <laughs> Bill Walton had uh, <laughs> he had an injured right. I don't even what did he have? He had a I just see injured right foot. Regardless. <laughs> Was Bill Walton yeah, a vegetarian? Random. That's a. I don't know. I know my grandpa always like say it. Bill Walton always hurt. He vegetarian. He'll eat no meat. My grandpa always, <laughs> always tell me that. That's what he like said about Bill. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. But regardless, <laughs> with like you know, uh, bigger guys like that, you always have to be careful when, especially when they hurt um, their feet. So hopefully, this is a pattern of things to come for Chet. Hopefully, you know he, and that's why I think you probably set him out for the um, season. You don't want to, you know, rush a number two pick back. You're not like playing for anything this season. I mean, obviously, you're playing for, you know, growth and to, like, keep getting better, but you're not going to win a championship this year if you're the Thunder. So you want to make sure he, you know, sits down, gets right. Um, but it's just an unfortunate situation. Um, in general, in prayers to Chet, you know, hopefully uh, Chet can come back stronger than ever. Hopefully, hopefully, honestly, it gives his uh, – obviously, it's his feet. So you won't be able to do, like, much, you know, running. 
but hopefully he gets to put on some weight. You know, hopefully yeah. you get to, you know, do some light lifting and things like that. And you can put on some weight and be more, you know, physically equipped next year when you step um, onto a NBA uh, court. But the other big news, Patrick Beverly is now a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson have been traded to the Utah Jazz. Pat Bev is back in L.A. He is in a Lakers jersey now. Um, Pat Bev got his wish. Remember, Pat Bev was, it was like, what, in like April, May was like, yo, get me to L.A. If you get me to L.A., we're going to the Western Conference Finals. Well, Pat Bev, you are now in Los Angeles. Let's see if this, this team indeed goes to the Western Conference Finals. What do you think about the Pat Bev acquisition? And more importantly, obviously, Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook have a extended history. Extended history. Extended history at this point. They haven't liked each other for about 10 years. Um, <laughs> so do you think, one, they can coexist in the same locker room? And as far as basketball-wise, what do you think Pat Bell brings to the Los Angeles Lakers? I think Pat Bell, I think it was a great – this is a great trade for the Lakers, a great win-now move by Rob Palenka, I believe. I think anybody, a blind man, could see that Taylor Horton Tucker was not going to develop into the basketball player that he was going to be as a Laker, especially with the roster as constructed as it is. Him, him developing into the player he should be, while sharing the basketball with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, it seemed like the most impossible thing ever. So I'm glad that bridge is over and he gets a, a new leaf, a turn of new leaf in Utah. That's fire. Shout out to him. But I think it was a great win now move. Patrick Beverly brings literally everything. I think the Lakers lack last year. Pretty much everything in one that we lack. Intensity, fire, uh, a little bit of three-point shooting, 37% for his career. This is an amazing move by Rob, Rob Lincoln and the Lakers management. Um, I think Russell Westbrook and, um, and, and uh, Patrick Beverly obviously have their differences over the last 10 years, like you just stated. But they're both grown men, and they both are – I would have to assume they're both very mature. Um, so I think they can put this stuff behind them, and I think they can both help each other a lot in the basketball court. Like you tweeted earlier. I don't think those defensive breakdowns, Russell was responsible yeah, for a man. lot of defensive breakdowns. Of defensive I don't, breakdowns, I don't think that stuff happens if you have Patrick Beverly on the court on the same court as you. Come from somebody who has played on multiple basketball teams myself. It definitely matters who's around there with you. If you miss your if you miss your help side, Austin Reeves not gonna tell Russell Westbrook, hey man, you what you doing? He's not gonna say nothing. The game is gonna keep going on and it's gonna keep happening all night, and we're gonna lose by 30. And whoever uh, Westbrook's opposing man is, whether it's Reggie Jackson, if it's uh Trey Young is gonna finish with 30 and 10, whatever it might be. It's gonna keep happening all night. Nobody's gonna speak up, um, and this is—it's not gonna happen. You, you put a guy like Patrick Beverly next to him who hold him accountable. He slips up. He gives up a wide open layup. Pat Bev is on him. Like he and Westbrook, I don't think he wants to, to give Patrick Beverly the opportunity to be on him. You want to—it just—it ups you your intensity and everything you want to do when you have a player like that around you. Sort of like the Draymond Green impact, Tony Allen impact. The guys, these great defensive players and these great role players who execute their role as good as they do. It rises up. It brings up everybody. Like um, I can uh, I think what is it? Perk said, but Patrick Beverly can score zero points and still have a heck of an impact on winning. For sure, more more impact on winning than Stanley Johnson or THC ever could for the Lakers. Another reason why this is a great move. I don't think losing Stanley kind of sucks because if you look at the Lakers roster, I think one of the biggest holes with the roster is they don't really have too many wings. Wings. Stanley Johnson was a wing who could guard and make a corner three and hustle. And he, uh, he might have. I think he won us a couple games last year. I think off of his hustle, um, ability to make some shots and ability to run around the court and just be big, be a six six strong wing who can stand in front of somebody. They'll miss him, even though they did sign Troy Brown Jr. They did sign Juan Toscano Anderson, who I think Lonnie is Walker very good. Is yeah, Lonnie Walker. Uh, he's like he's more of a guard though. Yeah, right? but yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just talking about like wings, but 
Um, yeah, with that being said, uh, we lack wings. That's the only reason. But I feel like you can sign a Josh Jackson or a Jeremy Lamb, and you can get exactly you, you replace pretty much everything Stanley Johnson brought. So that's why losing him is isn't that bad. You said what is Lamb available still? Jeremy Lamb, I think I haven't heard nobody signing nobody uh signing Jeremy Lamb, but he probably wants more than a he probably wants more than a minimum. That's probably why he's unrealistic for us. But players like that can easily replace what a Stanley Johnson can bring to the table. I think this is um it'll be the, the dynamic will be very interesting uh, to see how it plays out, but I think it should be fire because he feels everything that um I, if you watched the game last year, there was no hustle, no it's a lot of la- lack of everything pretty much. Nice where we lose to Oklahoma City, nice where we lose to Portland, no Dame, no CJ. We lose to the Pelicans uh, before they uh, traded for CJ. There's a lot of bad losses and a lot of nobody like nobody cared. And Patrick Beverly has never accepted stuff like that on the team. So it should be uh, – this is a heck of a move. I think a good win-now move, which obviously the Lakers have no choice but to be in win-now mode, given LeBron that extension and time is ticking for him and Anthony Davis is only getting older and whatnot. This is a heck of a move. I'm really looking forward to seeing Patrick. I've always wanted him on the Lakers. I'm really looking forward to seeing him and how this works out. Number one, I think Pat Beverly and Russell Westbrook can actually play together. I think they can both coexist in a um, backcourt. Also, you could probably even move Russ into – I don't want to say it's I don't want to say it's more natural position, but you can move him to the two, which there's been conversations from like from even when he came into the league that he was really a two guard playing the one because he was just too small to play two, especially in that period of time. Um, but I love the move for one. I think he brings number one, he brings playmaking as well. Like obviously he's not a full-time point guard, but he can make some plays for your basketball team. Two, granted, he did shoot 34% from three last year, but like you said, through his throughout his career, he's been a 37% three-point shooter. Also, he knows how to play with ball dominant with other ball dominant players. Obviously, he played with James Harden. Um, he also played with the 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 uh Heatles. I mean, granted, he didn't make it past, I don't think training camp it was, but he still mm-hmm. has he still has some familiarity with um with with um Brian. He played with Kawhi and Paul George. Clippers, so yeah. he, so he has like history of playing with other ball dominant players and he'll do all the things that I didn't see any fucking body else on the Lakers doing last year. Like all the things he'll dive on the floor for um loose balls. He will annoy the hell out of somebody. And I think had like like can you think of a more annoying backcourt than Russell Westbrook and Patrick <laughs> That's fucking annoying. <laughs> that's annoying. That's a very annoying backcourt. And I think Patrick Beverly will help keep everybody accountable, including LeBron. Including LeBron. Definitely. I think that's Patrick what he Beverly, said. That's what he said he's gonna yeah, do. Like, yeah, like, I think Patrick Beverly will. I mean, he's a respected veteran. I mean, obviously he's not a Hall of Famer, but he's definitely a um respected veteran um in his league. He probably only has like one to two to three years left at this. He's 34 years old now. Um, so I love it. I absolutely love the move. Um I'm not one of the people who's on the trade rust thing. I'm definitely not on it now. Like, again, you get now Russell Westbrook, in theory, can take the off guard. He doesn't have to guard the point guard anymore because you have Pat DeBelly for that. So, in theory, Pat DeBelly can now take the uh, best backcourt matchup every night, and you can leave Russ with kind of the, you know, the, the, the other guard. Like, let's say we play the Suns. You, you can put Patrick Beverly on Devin Booker. You can then last time Patrick Beverly guarded Devin Booker, Devin Booker ended up with a broken nose. He just happened. <laughs> so annoyed him. He annoyed him so much he broke his nose. And you can put Russell Westbrook more on Chris Paul. Chris Paul usually is not out there trying to score 25, 30. Can he do it? Yeah, but he's not out there every night trying to score 25, 30 points. You can even kind of lessen Russell Westbrook's defensive responsibility. Um, and I think you kind of sort of get a little bit back to your identity that you had when you won the championship, which I think was defense. Um, so if Patty Beverly can come in and play, you know, 
uh, uh, all defensive team level defense. You pair that with Anthony Davis um, and LeBron James, who can still defend. Um, I think you got something there, and I think even I think it also aligns with what Darvin Ham uh, has been preaching. He's been preaching like, "Yo, we're gonna come out here, we're gonna play hard every night, <clears throat> um, defend." That's that's been the thing that he's been saying consistently since he got the job. So I think Patrick Beverly um aligns with that and yes i think he can fit with russ i actually didn't think they'll probably actually get along a lot i think they're kind of like the same guy in a way it's just patrick beverly isn't um you know the superstar so he he has to you know take do some of the other things but i think he's like russell westbrook if russell westbrook was like a defender or like a you know just like a, a blue yeah, guy. like wasn't as athletic you know wasn't yeah, yeah, as yeah. dynamic yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, and and again, you had LeBron James in the locker room. Like, he'll make sure everybody is, yo, sit down, sit down, guys. If there if there even needs to be a conversation with that, which mm-hmm. I, I I think that's a little bit overstated, and it kind of doesn't, yeah. kind of doesn't need yeah. to be a um conversation with that. But you know, the memes are hilarious, but it's the, the memes are I love, but it's not gonna be nothing like that. They're not gonna be about to fight each other. They understand. They got one mission. Uh, even uh, Magic Johnson, I like his tweet. He talked about how he hated Magic. He hated uh, Patrick Beverly. Now he a Lakers, so it's on. Yeah, they traded right. Rondo because Russell Westbrook couldn't coexist. Right, Rajon Rondo also at that age wasn't the defender. That also Rondo, Rondo never shot thirty four. Rondo never shot thirty eight percent from three. I love Rondo, but he never did that. Rondo was also a more ball dominant guard. Russell Patrick Beverly has never been a ball dominant guard like Rondo. Yeah. If you have Rondo on the court, you have to give Rondo the basketball because if he doesn't have the basketball, what's the point of Rajon Rondo being on the court? So, yeah, I don't. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. I disagree with that. But um, any last words on this topic before we move on and get to the Southwest Division, which as you're looking at this division, could be one of the better divisions in the Western Conference. Just looking at the teams. Um, any last mm-hmm. words on Patrick Beverly now being a Laker? Nah, I just it's heat. Let's get it. I'm ready to see him out there yelling at people, yelling at each other, and uh screaming at people and yelling first team all defense when he's diving on the floor and everybody getting hyped up. He's like he's gonna be amazing. It's him, him and Darvin Ham, those two accusations to the Lakers this season are like perfect. It's along with the youth. I think the Lakers have have had a really good offseason. I'm not sure if they're done yet. Obviously, some people still still think Russ might be on the move. That was like the headline of Bleacher Report out of nowhere after they got Russ talking about how but I don't doesn't make much sense to me. But yeah, if they're Either trade them or like sit them down, but like, why would you? Yeah. Why? I'm, I know I'm sitting hell, no, I'm not sitting 44. You better get your ass out there and play. We not the Rockets. The Rockets set John Wall down because there's no use for him playing. The Lakers, never, the Lakers are still trying to win. He literally led the Lakers in like four different categories. Play like 78 <laughs> games. It's like no, like, no, they no, just you get your ass on that court. Yeah. Also, you saw you saw the LeBron tweet. Uh, I can't wait for us to go off this year. Yeah, was, they, you they know what that means in the past. That, but uh what team do you want to talk about first bro in the uh southwest we could get started with the um i guess we could start with the uh with the spurs that's a choice. All right. San San Antonio Spurs. Um, Greg Popovich, I'm assuming it's probably gonna be one of his last couple of years coaching this basketball team. I don't know what his contract looks like, but I can't see him being there too too much longer. Obviously, the Spurs went 34, 30, 34 and 48 last year. They traded their best player, DeJounte Murray. They extended um, if I'm not mistaken, Keldon Johnson, but that yep. kicks in the year after. Their highest paid player. Can you guess who the highest paid player is? It's Kelly John. Oh, wait, no, after he no, gets this year right now. 
I just looked at the roster. That's the, Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott. How much is he getting? $13 million. Wow, they got to fill that cap up. And they, damn, that going to be the, that tank, that race for number one pick is going to be crazy. They're going to be, ooh. So, yes, the Spurs are going to suck. <laughs> the Spurs are going to be bad. The Spurs are not going to be a good basketball team. Um, they are in the Victor uh, Webb and Yana sweepstakes. But I guess Pops if you look, but I, I guess if you, but I guess if you just look kind of, you know, at their roster, I think um, they do have Ooh. some guys that you can be excited about and hope that you can see, um, uh, you know, some progress from obviously Joshua Primo, who, if I'm not mistaken, was the youngest guy in the league last year. I mean, he's born in 2002. So that's what makes him, what, like 19 years old right now? A guard, he's a guy that you hope that you can see, you know, progression from um, Keldon Johnson. Obviously, you want to see him continue to grow. Uh, I think Keldon Johnson, yeah, uh, Kel, uh, Keldon Johnson was actually my pick for most approved player last year. Obviously, he didn't win that, but that was one of the reasons why I went after him in a uh, fantasy because I just thought that, uh, you know, with the, with uh, the people who left with DeMar leaving the Spurs, that was going to open up, you know, 18 shots for um, somebody else. That uh, and I thought that uh, Keldon would be one of those people who would um, step up, which he did. Uh, and he has another opportunity to do that this year. Um, also, uh, Devin Vassell is a guy that you hope that you can uh, see continued um, um, improvement from this year. Their rookie, Blake Wesley. They also, didn't they draft the the uh, rookie from, uh, no, nah, that's not the man. Man's from overseas. What's his name? Uh, no, nah, I just can't. Hold on, let me look at the draft because I'm pretty sure they drafted 2000. I thought they got somebody too. Yeah, it was a guy from like um New Zealand, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. No, who no, actually, no, 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 no. He no, he got traded to Oklahoma City. That's my bad. Oh, okay, they got okay. they, they picked Jeremy Scotian from who was a for who was a forward from Baylor, went to Poland. No, he's from Poland, but he went to Baylor. He was a, a freshman. So, again, the Spurs just have, like, a lot of young guys that you just hope to see progression from. Like, they're going to be, like, who the Rockets and, like, Thunder were last year. Just run the young guys out there and just see what you can get out of them. Um, and just hopefully you can teach them the right way to play the NBA game. Obviously, the Spurs have had one of the best, one of the better training staffs in the NBA for the last, I don't know, 10 years. So you just want to see continued improvements, and hopefully you lose a lot of games while you continue to improve. Yeah, if you're a Spurs fan, you just want to compete a little bit, and you want to see growth from the young players. Like you want to, you want to be able to like, if you play, you match up with the Bucks, you want to be able to take them all the way down to the last minute and still lose. You want to see, you want to be able to see guys like Keldon Johnson uh, go out of Giannis. You want to see guys like Jacob Purtle get five blocks every once in a while. You want to see guys like, and also have a Zach Collins, who's kind of like a guy who had yeah. a lot of people were high on a couple years ago. Portland fans really loved him. Can never really get it together because his his foot injury, injury right? So, yeah, injuries. But he gonna he should have the opportunities to be there for him. Uh, so um, and also like like also picked up Josh Richardson. He's a vet. Can knock down a three ball. Probably be a good influence on the young guys. Maybe like a Devin Vassell would be a good influence on him. Um, I also think Perto is like one of the most. Um, I had a take on him a couple podcasts ago. I think he's one of the most underrated centers in the league. Um, I I, I, I said I take him over Gobert. I could explain that. Yeah, you, um, yeah, you, 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 one, you, you explain a lot, but okay. No, Pearl is a lot cheaper than Gobert is. So if I do have to take him off the court late in games, I still have money elsewhere that I'm placing in my guards and other places that I can still be nice. 
Perto protects the rim just as just as good. No, Perto is very versatile. He can finish around the rim better than Gobert. No, he can't. Get, it's around the same. Gobert is a little more athletic. Jakob Perto shoots. Ah, oh, he does shoot sixty-one percent from the field. Okay. Yeah, Perto is very solid, and he's uh, honestly probably the best fantasy player on this team. Um, um, he'll probably produce the most out of everybody. I'll say he's the best player. I can agree with that. He'll probably the team. Yeah, he should be very fun to watch. Uh, the Spurs and the influence has been very great on him. Um, every every time I know the Lakers played them, he gave us trouble every single time. Every time I checked the Spurs, every time I did check his his, his stat sheet, he was there. So Perto will be very fun to watch. Uh, Zach Collins, hopefully we get he we can get a health, we can get a healthy year from him. Could be some sort of a possibly maybe a breakout type thing. Um, if they can get Kelly Johnson, if he continues to improve, they can get about 16 and 7 from him a night, maybe 18 and 8, somewhere around that range. That would be amazing. Just, yeah, they just want to see growth and they want to see compete. And when they want to compete, like they want to go out there, they, if they do play a, uh, one of the top teams in the league, hopefully give them a run for their money and then lose and towards lose. the end. <laughs> yeah, and lose. But yeah, the Spurs is going to be a, a bad year for them, but um, they'll probably end up with the number one pick. And get um and they'll be right back there. I think Pops probably took a year off to leave them uh, <laughs> relieve them of that stress and maybe come back after they get their number one pick. But hey, I think Pops yeah. is just leaving. It's just a full a full blown rebuilding team. I think Pops is just, just leaving general, honestly. Just step down from coaching or go somewhere else. Step down, bro. Like <laughs> nah, but no, nah, like I, like like honestly, what I think the play possibly could be obviously Quinn Snyder step down, um in Utah. To me, this is like a Quinn Snyder type job if they get. The, Excuse me, the um number one pick, pop played his last year out. You know, retire, go. You know, um into the sunset. You've done incredible things. You are probably a top five coach in the history of the NBA. Um, go Spurs, go get Quinn Snyder, and you know, run out, go out there with hopefully a high draft pick, whether it's number one pick, two three, two pick, three pick, four pick. Go out there with mm-hmm. a very high draft pick, new coach, and you know, young guys and just um young energy. But I'm I'm with you. Shout out to you for missing it. Um Yaka Perto, I do think he'll probably be the steadiest player on this team. And if you want to tank more, I think that's a great trade piece that you do have is Yakum Perto. I think a lot of teams could use a center like a Yakum Perto uh that don't have a center right now or don't have a center that's that's um as you know uh as 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 cheap and like I think a team like the Hornets. If you trying to do something right now, could use a guy like Yaka Perto. Oh, most most definitely Hornets or no? I think the perfect fit for Yaka, even though um, would probably be in Brooklyn. Like if Brooklyn was to plug Brooklyn. a guy like Yaka in there, or that Brooklyn. would be sensational. He could um exactly if they want to go smaller, just take him out, run Ben at the five and the four. But yeah, I think I don't know. Brooklyn don't really have that many yeah, assets. Yeah, get that many assets. But like yeah, but well, Brooklyn would be a Brooklyn would be a good place as well. So I think they also have, again, some trade pieces as well, like Doug McDermott, Josh Richardson. Like, they have some people where it's like, yo, if we get around a trade deadline and we want to ensure we never win again, we have some people <laughs> that we can trade to also ensure that we never win again and build up on some more assets and um future things uh, as well. But, yeah, again, I don't really – I don't know how many Spurs games I'll be actually tuning in to watch this year. Um, I can't see them winning more than 25, 30 games this year. I mean, they won 34 last year, and they had an all-star. So this year, I probably can't see them winning more than 25 games, personally. Um, what, what would be your record record prediction for the Spurs? Um, i say probably 25 to 30. They got 34 last year. I think just because they do have shooting. They do have Greg Popovich still. They do have um, they do have a couple guards, like between Richardson and I think Devin Vassell can take a jump as well. He was really solid last year um, for the Spurs. I can probably get 25 and 30 just because they do have a shooting and those things I just named, but that's a, um, that's, that's the, that's the ceiling. I think 
I wouldn't be surprised if they get up between 15 and 20 as like the that's probably what they should expect. But if a couple of things go better than they should for that team, which is possible considering they got the Purdue Johnson, if these guys take leaps and everything goes um, and pop, who's probably arguably probably yeah, probably still one of the best coaches in the league. I'm pretty sure most people wouldn't disagree with that. If everything goes right, uh, they can get between 25 to 30, but I think it'll probably be somewhere between 15 and 22. Fair. 15 and 22, fair. Um, well, I guess we can leave it there for the Spurs. Moving on to one of the teams that I think will be a very fun watch. They might not win too, too many games, but I think they will be a very fun watch. Uh, the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets last year, obviously, they were 20 and 62. Jalen mm-hmm. Green, um, they picked up Jalen Green, who came, I mean, who 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 was my favorite player from last year's draft before going into the draft. I thought he had the biggest superstar potential. I still think he might have the biggest superstar potential when it's all said and done. Like, I think he's a guy that, well, I know super well. I think he can be a guy who can lead the league in scoring. I just think that when you put on the film, Jalen Green just jumps off tape. He just does things that other people athletically cannot do. Um, so, the Rockets, they obviously, uh, like I said, they picked up Jabari Smith. Uh, they actually had a, they picked up a lot of people. They picked up Jabari Smith. They picked up um, they picked up Ty uh, uh, Ty Washington. They picked up. They didn't Tommy have Marquise Chris last year, did they? Huh? Did they have Marquise Chris last year? I don't think so, right? Hey, no, 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 they didn't. They picked up Tari. Well, I was just talking about rookies. They picked up. Oh, okay. Um, okay. They picked up Tari Eason. They have Alfred Shangoon, who I love. Alfred Shangoon, by the way, I think he's like extremely diet Jokic. I can probably pick a better player. I can probably diet go in Jokic? mine and pick like a much better player. But he's like extremely the most diet. Like he's like Kirkland brand Jokic. You know, you have like actual like crush pop and you have Kirkland brand. Yeah, yeah. you got Kirkland, uh, brand Jokic. <laughs> Kirkland brand Jokic. But um this team, man, like I, I, I also I would like to see them move Eric Gordon if they possibly can and get some more assets for Eric Gordon. He's just, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously he's a good veteran. But he's probably sitting there just like rotting away. But this yeah, team, man, but but this team, I think could be a very, very fun team. I think the backcourt of Kevin Porter and Jalen Green is fun. Um, I'm also excited to see where Kevin Porter's uh progression goes. Like, can he can he be? I don't want to say a I don't want I don't want to say a traditional point guard, but can he run a team? And can he run a team's offense? Um, I want to see that. I want to see what second year Jalen Green looks like. His summer runs have looked outrageous, the things that he's been doing in summer <laughs> runs. But it is summer runs, but they have looked outrageous. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Green last year, if I'm not mistaken, average like 16. There's no reason he can't get to 22 this season, in my personal opinion. There's no reason he can't get to 22. Um, Jabari Smith, I think he can – I think he'll maybe struggle uh, coming out the gate, maybe because I don't know how much guys will look for him. Um, just because you do have guys like Kevin Porter and – uh, Jalen Green, who can kind of get their own. But I think that he'll probably come on near the end of the year and probably finish the season with an average of about 14, 15 points. Um, uh, like I said, Shangun, I like. But Tari Eason is a rookie that I am looking to. Um, I think he is the perfect, like, kind of 3 and D wing in this era. I think he can kind of do what Herb – you know what Herb Jones did last year for the Pelicans? I think mm-hmm. he can kind of do what Herb Jones did last year for the uh, Pelicans. Um, that would be huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he can be their wing of the uh, future – possibly be the steal of the draft from his position like i think he was but what 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 pick was he tari eason was the he was the 17th pick so right out so right um outside the lottery so yeah i think he can i i i I think he can be a guy who you might see make the all rookie first or um second team um again they're gonna get up and down the court i mean like look you talk about a fast break you got kevin porter 
in the middle, you got Jalen Breen and you got Tari Eason coming mm-hmm. at you flying down the, the court. I think I think they're going to win some games just because they're more athletic than people. I think they're going to win some games just because they're young and they um, don't care and they have no fear. And also I'm interested to see Steven Silas again with um, more of a threshold over the team. Obviously it's his third year coaching his first year. Like he had the heart the and fiasco. Really, the heart and fiasco to John Wall. It was, it's, it's been like a lot going on in Houston. They finally seem to have like, all right, we have the guys, we have the pieces, we have some semblance of what we think we might want to do in the uh, future, and now we can just work on doing that. They also did pick up a guy like Bo Bond, who I think is great for the locker room. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a very fun guy and great for the locker room. They, they, again, they still do have Eric Gordon. They have Trey Burke, who's been around the league for a while. Still have Kenya Martin Jr., who I um, also like. Josh Christopher in his second year. Like, this team has some guys, man. This team has some guys. And, again, I'm ve- – Jay Sean Tate, who was nice last year, who I like. Um, Usman Graba. Usman Graba, who is another guy who I think can end up playing some like um maybe small ball five. Uh probably is a better four, but maybe also um small ball five. So I think they have a lot of um interchangeable parts on this on this uh, basketball team. And I think that in general they will they would just be a very, very fun watch. And I think Jalen Green should I don't want to say have a breakout year, because how can you have a breakout year? In your second year, but I'm looking at Jalen Green. He averaged what 17.3 uh, last year. I'm looking at Jalen Green to give me 22 points this year. That's fair. I like. I pretty much like everything you said about Houston. I think they'll be a very, very, very fun team. They're gonna be out there playing AAU. What I mean by that <laughs> is they will have one of the best offenses in the league, but they will have probably I wouldn't. I'd probably only be surprised at dead last in defense. So we look on the schedule that night if it's like a Rockets versus Charlotte game. Score probably be like 140 to the 136. But Ball gonna get you a triple double. Kevin Porter might have 35. Jalen Green gonna get you 40. 40. Um, Dangle uh, might have damn near a triple double. It's gonna be <laughs> nasty. It's gonna be nasty stats going on. Nasty stats going on. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun, but it's gonna be nasty. I don't really like to watch those games too much, but I'll definitely probably check out the highlights. I I probably will actually will watch that. It'll, it's fun basketball. They're probably um, not going to play no defense, but they will be. They're going to have to get some buckets. Kevin Porter going to spin some people around. Jalen Green going to dunk on some people. Uh, Deshaun Tate, he's a heck of a heel. Hit some kitchy with some dimes. Um, I, I, like you said, Eric Gordon, I, they, he will end up might get in trade. A couple teams could probably use him. Uh, the Lakers could use him. Milwaukee uh, could probably use some more bench scoring, team like that. He'd be, that'd be a good fit for him. Um, but, yeah, they have a bunch of solid pieces. They also have uh, – Guys like David Nwaba, a guy who started out his career as a Laker, and then everywhere he bounces to, he just seems to impact winning everywhere he goes. If he gets the opportunity, he gets on the court. He can, uh, he gets up and down. He gets steals. He dives on the floor. Can make an open three. Can attack the rim. They got guys like that um, to help impact their winning. Um, but yeah, they're solid. Um, I'm not. It says they, they don't have Dennis Shooter no more. I don't know why he's on here. But yeah, the Rockets. Wabba won't get through on this uh, basketball team. We can have. <laughs> We can have our guard that we drafted, Ty Ty Washington, um, come off the bench. And I, and also, I'm interested to see Ty Ty Washington. Um, I think that he could be like a Tyrus Jones type guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he could be like a Tyrus Jones type guard. Excuse me. I don't know if he'll be a starter in the NBA. Um, but I do think that he can be a guy that, you know, comes in and, 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 is, and is like maybe the best backup point guard in the league type guy. Or maybe he does develop into it. I mean, he is 6'3", 200 pounds. You know, like, that's a guy where, like, let's say you get in there with Kevin Porter and you're like, I, I love you, Kevin Porter, and I don't know if you can run my basketball team. 
because you know, like, yo, I don't want, I don't, I don't want nobody in the backcourt taking possessions away from Jalen Green. And hey, maybe Tata Washington becomes, you know, that guy who is your uh, floor general and the uh, guy that you use to again um, um, conduct your basketball team. But that's the same thing about Houston. These are all things that we will see this season. But my main thing, if I'm Houston, I wanna, I wanna see the progression of Jalen Green. Everybody help Jalen Green become better. There is no reason Jalen Green can't be the best shooting guard in the NBA. Not next season, but but within the next two to three years, there's no reason he can't be. Yeah, all the tools. He's like a light Levine, kind of somewhat. Levine with a better handle. Yes. And I think he has better defensive principles than Zach Levine. That's fair. I'm not mad at that. But, yeah, the Rockets, uh, it'd be like a, a very fun team. They're going to give up a lot of points this year. Probably average. I say they give up probably 110 to 115 a night, if not more than that. <laughs> but, yeah, they'll be fun. They'll get up a lot of shots. Um, a lot of players that developing at one time sort of similar to uh, – they have more talent than San Antonio, but they got a lot of players developing. Um, looking to take leaps this year. Uh, they got a young coach who finally has the opportunity to know exactly what the goal is and know exactly who's going to be out there every night. I think Houston would definitely be fun. We'll see where it ends up going. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. They might steal a game from a couple of the elite teams up there. They catch them sleeping. Uh, they might steal one from uh, the Warriors or steal one from somebody. But, yeah, uh, Houston probably going to end up another top 10, top 15 pick. I say they get about – I say 35 wins is like the ceiling, like the best possible case scenario. They probably end up getting around 28, 27, 25. And they have, uh, well, they 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 have a pick swap next year, and they have Milwaukee's first round selection next year. Twenty twenty four, they have Brooklyn selection outright. Um, twenty twenty two, they have well, they have all of Brooklyn's picks, mm-hmm. and, and um, actually in um twenty twenty four, and then twenty twenty five. So so they have picks. I mean, they got all of Brooklyn's picks. Which like that twenty twenty six Brooklyn pick. I'm looking at that. That might be that the twenty twenty six and twenty twenty seven. Picks might be Brooklyn picks, might be some of the most valuable picks in the NBA. I'm putting that oh, those are, they have their first rounders from the Harden trade. Yes. And I think those are all unprotected, if I'm not mistaken. I know 2027 is a, a swap. They whoever has the higher pick, they have the choice in it. But those 2026 mm-hmm. and those 2027 picks, I mean, when you look at what they already have, like that's a like that's a pick that you can see the Rockets being a playoff team and end up with the number one pick. Or you use that pick to get whoever's disgruntled. Mm-hmm. I think those could be some of the most valuable assets as we move into the future in the National Basketball League. Um, yeah, kind of like kind of similar to when um, when uh, when Brooklyn uh, when Boston flipped uh, all them old dudes, to, uh, yeah. and then they end up getting Jalen Brown with that pick. Yeah. They ended up uh, getting Tatum. Yeah, end up getting Tatum. Like some very similar to that situation. Uh, pretty much that all over again. But and then <laughs> I didn't work out too well for the Nets. But yeah, you get the. That's where the um, Rockets sort of have similar setup, basically. But this is cool. but 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 the Rockets are running it off of Houston. This will be a lead pass team for me. I will be watching a lot of Rockets games. This Think season. so? You're gonna be watching them 145 to 150 games. 100. <laughs> percent I'll be watching Jalen Green score 30 points every night. I will be watching it. Uh, <laughs> but moving on to another one of the more interesting teams, the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I know Brandon Ingram is your guy. Hopefully we actually get to see Zion. Well, not whole well, I'm well, I'm assuming we will get to see Zion Williams in, in um uniform this year, but hopefully he can actually play a full season and we kind of mm-hmm. you know, get to see uh what this team might look like. I think this team is a very uh 
interesting team. You know, I think B.I. has kind of elevated without Zion. Now you kind of add Zion back into that fire. Um, what does that do? Um, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts in the um, New Orleans uh, Pelicans. Oh, the Pelicans. Um, yeah, this team, they have, yeah, the roster is solid. Very, very, a heck of a roster. You look at it on paper, it's insanely good, especially if everybody's healthy. You last year they got on uh, they, they gave the a uh, heck of a run to the um the one seed uh son they took him to six Brandon Ingram probably one of the better playoff performers out of everybody in the entire first round uh you see Dan McCollum helped him a lot Herb Jones showed out even more in the playoffs after having an excellent regular season uh they they bring back Big Val um uh, what's his name uh Jackson Hayes was, uh, Jackson Hayes was giving him good minutes. Um, Jose Alvarado is making taking the league by storm. Uh, you know his backcourt steals, making knock, knocking down threes, running the offense. It does a lot of stuff went very, very, very well for this team, and this was without one of probably one of the best talents um, we've ever seen in Zion Williamson. So you get everything you had going so well for this New Orleans roster last year. You add a Zion Williamson. You um, Willie Green was coaching his ass off in the playoffs. You bring back that, and you get these guys together, and you got to. 50, 55 win team here. I think um, if everything you run out there, starting lineup, you bring CJ, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, Big Val, um, and even still got Tony Snell, who's a forty percent three point shooter off the bench. Uh, I mean, you, mm, that, they were starting Hayes in the playoffs, right? Which is kind of crazy, but sometimes, I mean, some, some games, some games they were like running Jackson Hayes out there with balance units sometimes. Yeah, just everything seems to be you got you get your shot making from CJ McCollum. Your shot making from CJ McCollum. You get top world finishing from Zion Williamson. Um Herb Jones is probably gonna take yet another step with his length and his ability to shoot the ball, his ability to space the floor, Val protecting the rim. It's just is it's this this team, um it won't surprise me, but they could surprise a lot of people uh next year. I'd say like they're still in this probably like fifty if healthy, even though obviously that's a big question mark. Uh, Zion did get his extension. I'm pretty sure he, if, if he plays more games, he gets. Uh, that's how he gets his full amount of money. If this team can be healthy, 55 to 60 wins. Uh, if not healthy, they should be probably around where they were last year, um, or maybe a little higher. But I just think that this team pretty much has, from the coaching to the personnel to the talent. But yeah, this team is very scary. Um, um if all things go correct. Shit, they could damn near win the West. But I don't like okay, during the regular season, not in the playoffs. But if all mm-hmm. these are mm-hmm. in the regular season, they could damn near win the West. But I have some questions. The questions I have are with adding Zion back into the roster, what happens to Brandon Ingram? That's a good that's a very good question. It'll I, it'll I, I just because I'm because I, I like some of where B.I. was playing at is where, like, obviously Zion not going to sit in the post all day. Zion going to be, I mean, with a talent like that, you want him coming downhill because you want 275 pounds coming downhill straight at you because what are you going to do? But some of those eats up where Ingram was playing at. Um, you already have C.J. out there. So I just have questions about also Jonas Valanciunas. Like, he was getting a lot of looks last year. Like, he was getting, he was getting like 30 and 20 last year. Now he has to spread out a little bit more. Um, maybe to like the uh, three-point line, but I also think when you move Zion to the bench, I think I, I I I think how Willie Green does his rotations will be very pivotal for this basketball team because everybody still has to get like their level of touches while adding a guy who's probably going to come in and take 22 shots 
back into the uh, lineup. Like last time Zion was on the court, which is the year before, Zion averaged 27 points and Zion took 17 shots. B.I. actually took more shots than Zion last time, but Zion shot 61 to fuck percent from the field. Um, so it's just very interesting to me to see what will happen um, when he when he comes back. And also, that they, they didn't have Jonas Valanciunas and they didn't have C.J. McCollum. So they got a lot of cooks in the kitchen, which is a which is obviously a good thing. I think they'll score a lot of points. I think they'll you know get up and down the court a lot. But even with getting up and down the court a lot, they have two players who I feel like aren't transition players who take a lot of shots, which is C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. Those guys don't really strike me as those guys strike me as more half court. We're gonna dribble around. It's gonna take us a minute to do what we do type guys. Also, I don't know if they have anybody to just looking at the roster. I don't know if they have anybody who can conduct the offense when I look at the roster. Also, they did pick up Dyson Daniels, who I think is a I think is a a home run pick because I don't think you really needed him, but he is still a six eight guard, a guy who can play point guard, and he's like six eight. I don't even know like where he gets the time to do what he does and even like develop, but that's another wild card that you add in his roster. So I think, man, like if 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 all things go completely correct, um, I think you really, really have some here. But at the same time, I do think that there could be maybe some riffs, maybe some riffs, and this could be the start of Brandon Ingram being on the move again. Like trade-wise? Yeah, I think it'd be the start of Brandon Ingram being on the um being being, being the, um move again. Also, I did do it. Either I uh, yes, I yes, I'm in that trade. Either uh-huh. either <laughs> either Either being on the move or he becomes a six man. Whoa, six man is crazy. He was just an all star. Yeah, but, but the that's thing not a bad the, thing though. The key thing for the Pelicans is going to be for them is going to be sacrifice. If these guys can all sacrifice and play as one, and Willie Green can really instill that into their head, and as young as these players are, Brandon Ingram already has his contract. CJ McCollum already has his contract. Zion Williamson already has his contract. These guys are already paid, so it's not like they're going to be out there hunting, uh, trying to get – there's no reason for them to really be selfish. These guys are already set. They got what they – they have their money. If they're young, they're competitors. They won't go out there and they're going to do whatever they can, whatever they can to put themselves in the best position to win. I have full faith in Willie Green uh, to do that for these guys. Um, I listen to his fourth, his fourth quarter speeches and what he's um, instilling in them. It seemed like he had them going in the right direction. I, a lot of people didn't expect him to take Phoenix to six last year. I, um, if, I wasn't that shocked at that though. Yeah, I mean, also, I also wasn't shocked when they. I, I, I remember, I remember at the playing game, I was walking around in like the lunchroom telling people they can lose. You know, like they can lose this game, right? <laughs> CJ McCollum go out there and score forty points. He was selling in that game, if I'm not mistaken. CJ was fucking selling. He was tripping. Bi go out there get you. I'm like, yo, they can lose this game. But also, even like they got guys like Larry Nance. Larry Nance was huge off oh, yeah, the bench playing Definitely. game. Like he was, he was, he was, he was looking like Dennis Robin at times against Phoenix. He was huge. Like I said, like this team, I'm with you. This team has a lot of has a lot talented from top to bottom. I don't know if you can name too many teams in the West with on paper in theory more talent than what they have. It's just about how can you make it all work. And when you add somebody like Zion into the fold. You know, just how do you 
How do you make it yeah. all work? That's all. It's crazy because like they got actually they got two guaranteed starters and I'm mean, two guaranteed like pretty much guys who could be all star starters pretty much. I think I think Ingram yeah. is capable. Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Ingram not gonna be all star starter. You lost I'm saying he's capable. He's capable. I'm not saying no, he, he not. is. He's, he's capable of getting that. No, if this team was if they uh, all star break if they on pace to win 60, 65 games, and Ingram is getting you. 24 points. I mean, the only reason why, because he, he, he's not that marketable. That would be the only reason why. But, I mean, pr- production-wise, I think he deserves it. He's not that marketable in, in Louisiana. Probably they're more known for football. We know they don't have one of the better fan bases in the league. But I'm saying production-wise, I think he could earn something like that. He probably won't get it. But Zion Williamson, I think you definitely don't disagree with that one, right? Number one no, pick. Probably one of the best finishers. He could be an all-star starter. Just MVP candidate if he's healthy and out there all for at least 70 games, which is, I mean, obviously that's something that's probably very far-fetched. But the talent is, is, yeah, after a long rebuilding process with this team, I look like now is their time. They can stay healthy and Willie Green can and really instill um, everything that needs to be said to them. And like I said, they already paid. So there's no need for them to go out there and be so. There's no need for Ingram to go out there looking people off. No need for Zion or any of these guys to have any sort of reason to get their own over playing team basketball. They already got the, the, the checks is already there. So they just got to go out there and produce. My other thing with the Pelicans, though, is um, is – Defense. Last year they were ranked 20th in defense. Um, even when Zion was on the court, I was very disappointed in him defensively. I want to see them get the best out of Zion defensively. There's no reason, like I think there was a point in time in which it's time in the season in which Josh Hart had more re- when last last time he played, it was mm. Josh Hart had more rebounds than than yeah. Josh Hart was averaging eight boards, Zion averaging seven boards, inexcusable. This is the That's hard dog though. I, I don't you're fucking Zion. You're a goddamn <laughs> you you are you are the you are the new in you are Larry Johnson on steroids and you're giving me seven rebounds. Excuse me. You are giving me a block a game. You can jump out the gym. You can't give me a so my thing with all these guys is deep for me. CJ obviously has his shortcomings defensively. I think Jackson Hayes has been a good rim protector. Obviously, I know Larry Nance is gonna do his thing. Um, they got they they uh they uh have Herb Jones uh, Herb Jones they do have Trey Murphy who are two good wings but defensively is my thing with them these guys also need to be able to lock in and play defense and they should. Ooh, geez, Zion was getting twenty seven on sixty one percent. Exactly, I think Zion can average thirty. On uh, facts, I'm probably on like fifty eight percent. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I think Zion could realistically, arguably, lead the league in scoring. I want and make it look easy too. Like I, we watch a lot of guys dominate the paint between Shaq's, the LeBrons, the Giannis's. But when you watch Zion, you go to get a whole different feel. You like, damn, he makes it look even easier than some of these guys have made it look, without question. Yeah, and like you say, his defense though. When they bring him out into that pick and roll, is Zion gonna be able to move his feet and uh, close out without running out, look, looking out of control? Is he, is he gonna be able to respond to switches like that? They drag that- him out there. That and I'm also worried about his health defense. Like I said, with his level of athletic ability, there's no reason he shouldn't at least be one of the better help defenders in the NBA. If Giannis could come over and help on um help defense, if Braun can come over and block shots, there's no reason that Zion Williamson can't do those same things with the with the athletic tools that he has. So I know the Pelicans will score some points in theory. Obviously, Willie Green got to get the rotations right, but I know the Pelicans will have no problem scoring points. They got four 20-point scorers on the team. Jonas Valanciunas can get you 20. CJ can get you 20. Uh, uh, Zion can get you 20. B.I. can get you 20. Shit, Devontae Graham might get hot and get you 20. They got <laughs> about right. five people who can go out and, and 
and and and get you twenty. Herb Jones will get you fifteen. Eighteen. He might Herb Jones. Murphy. Fuck around. Go out there and hit seven threes. Get you twenty. They have bodies, man. They have a lot of guys who can who who can who can go out there and get you twenty points. But they need to buy in defensively. They need to all buy in defensively. Um, and I think if they can do that and also get everybody um on the uh, same page. Hey man, the Pelicans might be some. The Pelicans, the 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 the, the Pelicans might have something to say um, in this Western Conference. So, moving on, uh, we can talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. Talk about the Memphis Grizzlies, aka the Golden State Warriors rivals, arch enemies. Uh, they have a they have a uh, they have a they have a Christmas game this year, right? Yeah, they do. They have a Christmas game against um Golden State. John Morant uh, is uh, is uh, the hood's new favorite player. Um, Jaron Jackson is, I think, out for what? I think it was, was it four months because of a broken foot? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so Jaron Jackson is out for four months because of a, because of a broken foot. They did lose, if I'm not mistaken, Cal Anderson. They also lost, um, Where did he Melvin. go? Who picked him uh, up? I think it was the Timberwolves. Oh, okay. Then I was like, I thought, I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, I, I think it was the Timberwolves, but they did pick up Danny. I mean, if Danny Green is even healthy for the season, I know he had that, he had that injury where he tore pretty much everything. But same time, you have um, Zaire Williams coming into his second year. Um, you have Desmond Bain coming off what he did uh, last year. You have Ja coming off what he did um, last year. Uh, what do you see for the Memphis Grizzlies? Obviously, now they're not gonna shock anybody. Um, so what do you see for the Grizzlies coming into next season? I see another successful year for the Grizzlies, uh, bearing injuries. Obviously, John Morant obviously doesn't have the one of those his, his injury history. He's he's very explosive and he's jumping up and down and landing all over the place. Bearing injury, um, which obviously we don't wish on anyone, but it's just based on history, what we what we've seen usually repeats itself. But barring any injuries, I believe this team another a great year, another top four, top five seed. Uh, I don't see why they can't earn home court advantage uh, in the first round of uh, the playoffs. If you're considering their roster and how deep they are, even more chemistry now. Uh, they got some playoff experience. Uh, bring it back. They uh, This offseason, I, I think they extended Ty Jones. So the guy we said pretty much is probably the best backup point guard in the league, one of the best assist turnover ratios. They don't won't have Jackson to start, but they do have Brandon Clark, the guy who was giving you 10 points and six rebounds off the bench. So he'll slide right into that role. This team is very good um, at – still being able to win games and compete without when some of their better players are down. We saw it last year. I think they what, they went like 20 and five without John Morant, something like that in that range. Um, they bring it back, obviously, uh, the same coaching staff, same players. Uh, they're going to just build more chemistry. Uh, they got Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, a very good wing combo. Uh, they both Dylan still lights out. Fuck fouling, though. And Dylan Brooks <laughs> is also a war criminal. I, I have not, I have not forgotten Dylan. I have not forgotten the, the crimes you committed against Golden State, Dylan Brooks. I have not forgotten the war he criminal that he six. was. He was hooping in Game Six. Yeah, you know, he's had some, he had some down moments, but he's still one of the better young wings in the league, despite uh, what happened in the playoffs when he had obviously he shot the ball very bad at certain moments, shot a lot of questionable shots. He's still one of the better young wings in the league on both ends of the floor. He'll enter, he'll piss off your guard, and he'll give you about 15, 20 points. He'll dive on the floor. He's kind of like a – I want to say like a – kind of, I mean, or maybe the same, or like a Dallas store Michael Smart, honestly, kind of like – or if it's not in that same realm, in, in that same – that that archetype as a very valuable player, no, don't – what, nah. Nah, he I, ain't I, 
I feel he's you. Very close. But he ain't Martin. No, he ain't close to Marcus Smart. He ain't close to Marcus Smart. He ain't close to Marcus Smart. No. 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 Pull up the number. I'll pull up the numbers. What did uh what was he get you 18 uh, points on 30% shooting from three? Why he can't be Marcus Smart then? 18 points. He's not Marcus Smart. Marcus Marcus Smart will get 10 assists. He'll fuck around and get 20 points. Only difference is the playmaking. I mean, that's a huge difference. I guess, but I'm just, he's still he brings sort of the same energy. I feel you. I, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Uh-huh. I feel you. The same greediness, but that wing combo is, is fire. Desmond Bain um, and Dylan Brooks. Um, Bain, obviously, one of the best shooters in the league, top three, top five shooters in the NBA. He came out there. He the way he shoots the ball is, I think he was forty four percent. He shoots it from everywhere, from thirty five feet, forty feet, twenty five feet. Um, like I said, um, they got uh, Stephen Adams, uh, a vet big. I think he's huge for them. He says really nice, uh, good screens. Um, he was really good with Westbrook. Same thing with John Morant. Finishes at the rim. Uh, get you, can get you 15 rebounds in the uh, in a game where you need those boards. He'll get those for you. But I think uh, Memphis is solid. They should have another great year, barring any injuries. Uh, they bring back Jared Culver. Like you said, they picked up Danny Green. Hopefully, he can be healthy. Um, what else? Xavier Tillman was a guy that got good minutes from this last playoffs when he had to step up and play a little bit. But they just – very young, athletic. They really – um what they thrive in is they're young and athletic and they get – get, um they move around the court very fast. I think they really did a great job of getting under Golden State skin in this last playoff series. Um, as you can see, I, Golden State was a lot more comfortable versus Dallas than they were versus Memphis. It wasn't – moved around uh, against Draymond Green dealing with Max Cleaver was a, a whole lot easier than him having to deal with. Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson, and those big, and Stephen Adams, and those bigs over in Memphis. They get real gritty. They're not scared of you. They will bump you. They will talk to you. And it's not going to be nobody is going to walk into Memphis next year thinking we got to win. They're going to know they're going to have to fight, and they know it's going to be a battle going through uh, Memphis. I've got a question season. for you. What's so, the next step for John Morant? The next, I'll say first, health, um, besides that, probably. Maybe being able to slow the game down for himself a little bit. Um, I remember what game was that when we that that we saw when uh he went crazy when we went to the bar. It was uh me, you, and Thomas. He he got like sixty. What was that game three or game? What game was that? And the playoffs. You remember he when he had pool doing the uh dancing around. Oh yeah, pool. I think that was game. Was that was that game four? I think that was game four. Game but, four when pool fucking fell like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. We were jumping fell. all over the bar. Pool we was playing Twister. I'm like, what? How you just but fall like that? Just based off stuff like that, I think his game pretty much it if he stays healthy, he should be fine. Like he can he he everything is already in the back. He has the athleticism, he has the uh the in-between game, his mid-range jumper could probably be a little better, but he has a floater. Three ball, he he can hit a three ball. You're not just gonna leave him open out there. Uh defension is unquestionable, one of the best finishers we we've um seen in the guard finishers we've seen over the last five years. The next up for him is just health and then probably that mid-range shot. And then maybe slowing down the game sometimes. Um, but besides that, John Morant, another guy who's capable of possibly being an all-star starter next year. Um, if he can come out there and get you 27, maybe play make a little more. Maybe eight eight assists might be a lot for him, six, seven assists, um, four rebounds. But John Morant, he's, he's that guy for sure. Definitely going to be um, – there's not five guards in the NBA right now better than John Morant. Oh, for sure. Um, for me, I still think Memphis needs a, needs needs a – Number two option as far as scoring wise, especially if Jaron Jackson isn't going to be there. Um, well, for half of the year, I mean, I, I think I think they need somebody else who can average 20. 
you said Dylan Brooks is 18, right? And what is Bane like? Yeah, but I think all of those guys mm -hmm. have to more, but, but I think all those guys have to be set up. Oh, you somebody that can get his own somebody that can take some yeah. pressure in the half yeah. court. Yes, yes. I think they need somebody when shit goes to hell, they don't just have to throw the ball to Ja Moran and be like, Ja, figure it out for us. I think right now Ja has to still kind of make plays for everybody else. They don't really have anybody else who could, which is why even when you put the Jaron Jackson, Brandon Ingram trade up, I didn't mind it because I think Brandon Ingram is wood. They need like that type of guy, which is why I look at Zaire Williams and I think that his um his uh continued progression is huge for them. Like I want to see if he can eventually grow grow to be a guy that can kind of like get his on his own. Obviously, be able to knock down a three. He's six eight. He's long. Hopefully, he can like um defend, but also can he get his on his own? I think Memphis needs one more player who can get theirs on their own. You know, I think that they'll always run into issues as they get deeper and deeper in playoff series if they don't have nobody else outside of John Moran who can get his on his own. Um, I think the next step for John one defensively. I think defensively he can still be toyed with. Mm -hmm. um, I think also, uh, think I, I think shooting off the dribble is is a thing for him. I think with the way he shoots, he's not really a great shooter off the dribble unless it's like a floater or something like that. He's not a really a great shooter off the dribble. So I think shooting off the dribble, you know, getting a little actual literal pull up that he could shoot from, I don't know, 18 feet. If you can't get to the floater, getting a pull up, you know, maybe getting like a step back that's actually, you know, consistent. Just getting some more moves so you don't always have to be pounding it, pounding it, trying to get um in the painted area. Even though he does shoot 55, like, no, not 50, 50% 50 from in the paint, which as a guard is incredible. But I would love to see the three-point percentage get up to about 37%. And... I mean, I, I'm not looking at his splits literally from, like, every side of the court right now. Actually, let me go look at it. Fuck it. I'm sitting right here. Um, look at his splits from – and also with Ja. Ja got the money now. Have you seen Ja this offseason? Have you watched Ja's vlogs this offseason? My brother. I have. And his live. lives. Yeah, I've seen him. My brother. <laughs> my brother. I want you to live your best life, Ja Morant. But Ja Morant, please remember how you got the money, Ja Morant. I see you in Icebox taking shots to Casamigos. Hey, brother. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I love you, Ja, but hey. All right. Yeah, see from Ja Morant from – is this – oh, that's a tenth. Yeah, see. Yeah, see. Okay, so from, from basically at the rim, he, he shoots 70%. Insane, right? Crazy. That is insane. Three to 10 feet, 43 10 to 16, 38. 16 to 3.24. So I would like to see Ja add, like, other layers to his game if he can't get all the way to the rim because it drops off complete. And I think one of those things is his form, the way he brings it up from here. Like, he, you know, he, he just – it just – he needs to work on that. And if he doesn't get better at that, and, you know, hey, you don't have to be great at everything, but if he doesn't get better at that, then I think that they need somebody else who can get their own 20 points. Because right now I think everybody – has to be set up in order to score. Um, and I think that that's what will hold them back. So I think that, that they'll have a good regular season regardless. I mean, I think that, you know, even if, you know, like we said, Jod misses, I don't know, 20 games, they have the best backup point guard in the um, NBA. You know he's not going to turn the ball over. That is one thing you know with Tyus Young, which is also – and it's also why they win games still because he's not going to turn the ball over and he can actually hit threes. So 
So you so so you so you'll so you'll still win games. I do think obviously missing Jeremy Jackson, who in you know Jaws mind was the defensive player um of the year last year. I think missing him with the foot injury, hopefully he can play this season in general. I do think that will hurt. I do think they will drop in the standings a little bit. Um, I also think that um the fact that they're not gonna sneak up on anybody anymore. Like people know who you are, and they're a very loud basketball team. They tell you who they are too. I think they might drop to fourth or fifth in the um, standings. I do think it'll be tougher for them th- them this year. I also think the West is just better than what it was last year too. So it'll be tougher for them. Um, and they were a team that probably should have lost in the first round. They probably should have lost to the Timberwolves in the uh, first round. But the Timberwolves are just the dumbest team in the history of the NBA last year for whatever reason. But again, I think this team will be interesting. I'm looking, like I said, my, my main three things with them is how will they fare without Jeremy Jackson? I do think that will hurt. I think they will take a slight step back this year, but I still think they'll be fine. Not like they're going to like drop like the Hawks did. Remember that year when the Hawks were the Cons finals and then next year yeah. went in the play. I don't think that they'll do that. I do think eventually if Ja doesn't get, like I said, look at what Ja, it, 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 it by, by distance, the shit goes down crazy. It's 70% at the rim, 43%, 3 to 10 feet. 38%, 6, uh, 10 to uh, 16, 16 to 3, 24%. So I do think I would like to see Ja work on his in-between game. And if he isn't, like I said, it's not a bad thing. He still shoots 50% for a guard, which is incredible. But I think that you need to find another guy that's able to get their own money. So I'm looking at Zaire Williams, who they drafted, who I think has good size. I want to see if he can come in and be a guy who can get their own money and you move Dylan Brooks to the bench or something like that. Um, so, no, nah, for real, not for real. Like, just move Dylan Brooks to the to the to the to, to, to the uh to the bench. I think if Dylan Brooks is your six man, that's incredible. And they also lost DeAnthony Melton, so you can already see like yeah. they're still lose like like they're already losing. I think Cal Anderson, quiet as kept, was a like a glue guy for this basketball team. So was DeAnthony Melton. So they're already losing like pieces who of guys who I think were just integral to the core of that. Like I don't know how it was on the road. Like all those guys were the same. You're like. Around the same age, shit. De'Anthony Melton and John might have been great friends. I don't know. Cal Anderson and you know, um, Cal Anderson and Jaron Jackson might have been great friends. So I don't know. So I think you know, um, and that. So we'll see. Say we missing the main point. Ja's mentality. I understand this. Like I said, I love Ja. Ja is a dog. I think it's incredible. But you got the money now, brother. Let's 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 see. So we'll see with this team. Um. Moving on to the very, 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 very last team, very, very last uh, thing, um, the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks season preview. Obviously, they have Luka Doncic, who I think uh, – would you say he's the favorite for MVP this, next season? I wouldn't call him the favorite just because there's too many other dudes who is very, too, very, very, very good at basketball right now. But I would say he's the top three. Like I say, he's a lock for top three, top five favorite. For I wouldn't, I wouldn't. It's hard to say anybody's really a favorite between like those top guys. I feel like they're also close. It's hard to really just differentiate one of them from all the rest of them. Between Giannis, Jokic, and probably Luca, it's hard for me to just pick one. You know, fair. Um. So yeah, the they added Javale McGee, added Christian Wood. Obviously, they lost. Uh, uh, due to Donovan Mitchell's ability to create generational wealth. Um, they lost Jalen too, too much credit, man. So he created general due, due to Donovan Mitchell to create generational you wealth. Too much, you give it Donovan Mitchell too much credit for that. Man. <laughs> he, he was <laughs> balling, but there was a reason he was balling that hard. Donovan Mitchell is one of the main culprits of that. Why um, your man's why what why, why, why your man's upside defense wasn't gonna save him? 
gee, I've got to help everybody. Everybody getting broke down. What you want me to do? They weren't helping them. You should have been helping them. On, gee, they got me on max. So, so you want me to protect the corner and then get back because my guard can't keep nobody in front of them? If you can't do either one, then you need to be on the bench. You know, I, that's, why I need to get, that's why I need to get a center like Jacob Perdo to come in, who's cheaper, who I can bench, so I got more money in other areas, so maybe I can have the wing defenders. Gee, <laughs> I feel you. But if Mike Conley getting broke down, Donovan Mitchell, who came into the NBA as a defender, is getting is literally letting somebody run past him. What do you want me to do? But that's beside the point. They lost him. Uh, other than that, they still pretty much had the same roster. Tim Hardaway Jr., who was hurt. I'm assuming he will be back and healthy this season. Um, what do you expect from the obviously they made the conference finals again? Well, last year. What do you expect from the Dallas Mavericks? And are there any people on this roster that you are looking at that could maybe uh, shock the world on this basketball team. I wouldn't say shock the world, but I do think they have two very underrated pieces on this team between Reggie Bullock and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. Those are two wings that you, I think, really need to win games. Uh, Reggie Bullock is an outstanding on-ball defender. Uh, I've seen him give guys trouble uh, throughout the season. All the, the quicker young guards, he's giving Ja trouble, giving Terry Young trouble. And he also shoots the ball at like a 39, 40% clip. And then you also have a, and then Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, a wing six seven with a seven foot wingspan. He gets out there. He can. He'll guard. Uh, he'll guard uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard. He'll guard a Paul George. He'll guard a LeBron James. He'll guard a Giannis, and he'll try his best. Those two guys are um, key to winning. And they had those guys. I think they really played well throughout their run last year. And they get to mix those guys. They bring back a, a Tim Hardaway Jr. I think they have a, these also guys that complement Lucas game because they don't need the ball and they space the floor and they take pressure off of him on the defensive end. So I think that this roster is very uh, underrated in that way. Um, the guys that they do have, uh, you add a Christian Wood, I think that's fire. Um, he produces. Um, he, I think he's like he's pretty much a walking like twenty-one and eight out there. He can shoot. Uh, he finish at the rim. Uh, create for himself a little bit. You can feed him. He can go get a bucket. Um, they um, did a pretty good job this offseason. Luka Doncic is probably going to have another outstanding year. Um, All-star starter, pretty much. That's locked in. That's guaranteed. Like I said, top three MVP. Uh, they they got a Josh Green, like a JaVale McGee's been one of the best backup centers. And when he starts, sometimes one of the best starting centers in the league when he's out there getting uh playing 20, 25 minutes, he, he's going to produce, he's going to finish some lobs, he's going to protect the rim, uh, he's going to bring you some energy. I think he'll be a great fit with Luca as a lob threat. Um, they got the guard, um, those, um, those him, uh, JaVale McGee and Christian Wood down at the same time is going to be fire. I think this team can be. They got to watch the conference finals last year. I wouldn't expect them to go back, but I wouldn't be too surprised if they did get back. Like you said, the West Luka is locked. Doing the Clippers, G. Oh Lord, Luca, <laughs> Luca sees an LA Clippers jersey, and and oh Lord, he be frying Zubac up, man. Oh Lord, but like you said, the West is a lot tougher this year with the uh, Clippers being healthy again. Um, Suns are gonna come back, um, bringing pretty much everybody back. Um, the Lakers are, will be healthy this year. Oh, come on. Stop. Come, on. come on, come on, stop, come on. But come nah, on. the West is gonna be tougher this come year. On. But I, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised um if they did sneak their way back into the West Conference Finals. The, the role players they have are really good at what they do, and they complement their superstars' game. So it kind of maximizes everybody. You maximize Luca because they're around him, and those guys are maximized because um they have a guy they can just kind of lean on. So if they stay healthy, they can get back to the Western Conference Finals. They can sneak up and. Still, maybe 45 to 50 wins this year. Uh, a little more chemistry, depending on how good Christian Wood is. Um, that's a very um, low risk, high reward situation. They can either extend him by December or they can trade him. Um, 
off by uh, February if it doesn't really work out. So um, we'll see how it goes. I, 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 they are also Jason Kidd, one of the better defensive coaches in the league. Um, I guess you added Javel McGee. You got Finney Smith, Reggie Bullock. So they really, um, the fact that Luca isn't the greatest defender isn't really a problem for this team. They can hide him or uh, do different things to get him um, now on the, on, in the spotlight on defense. But I think this Dallas team is very solid. I 100% expect them to compete. Um, but yeah, I say they, yeah, like I said, they can get about 45 to 54 wins, I believe, maximum around like 54, 55. Um, minimum, I think. If anything, anything less than 45 wins, I think, would be a, a kind of a failure for this team, considering you do have one of the best players in the league and you surrounded them with what you have surrounded them with. So, yeah, it should be definitely a fun team, probably a league pass team. Also bring back Dan Whitty, who was going to take on a bigger role. Dan Whitty has been a very good guard in this league for a very long time, pretty much guaranteed 16, 17 points with about five, six assists. A guy to take pressure off, the, off, off of Luka. He stepped into a bigger role now that Brunson is gone. I think that'll help him. But, yeah, this team, uh, they bring back Cleaver, one of the better three-point shooters in the league, high IQ guy, um, who also is no real slouch on defense. So, so yeah, uh, Dallas should be solid. Uh, one other fun team to watch. Um, couple questions with Dallas. One, what's Luca's next level? Um, I think one shot selection. I think Luca takes a lot of bad shots because he can hit them, but I think there are easier shots that he can get. Um, and I think he can get it. I, I think I, I think that he can get in um trouble, um, with those uh shots as the playoffs go deeper. Also, his conditioning. I think you could see in the conference finals. Um, he was clearly tired. Clearly, um, I think so. I think those are my questions with um Luca. I think again, I think the Javel McGee pickup was huge. Um, I think one is being a lot threat, also adding to their back line of defense. I think it's huge. Christian Wood, even just judging off well, like I don't know if you remember, but remember when what he did up with those couple games with Harden? He looked great playing off Harden. Um, mm-hmm. like he was good in the pick and roll. Also, he can, you know, hit a three that gives you another option. Like now you can play Cleveland and Christian Wood if that's something that you want to do in your um, front court at time, if you're matching up against, you know, bigger teams, you can do that. Also, Tim Hardaway being back, I think is huge. Um, a guy I'm looking at, I don't know if he'll be great this year, but I think in the future he can kind of substitute what Jalen Brunson brought is Jaden Hardy. Obviously, I don't think he'll be the playmaker that Brunson was, but I think as far as, like, scoring, I think he's the guy that can be kind of um, electric for this team. Um, I think he was, like, the number three shooting guard or, like, the number one shooting guard um, in the in the um, nation at some point in time in uh, high school. So I think that he can be used for, uh, for this team. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Second I'm not going to say that they can't get back to the conference finals. I do think that it will be harder, but I think a lot of it depends upon just the progression of Luka Doncic. Like, where does he go? Like, what is what is, what is is Luka Doncic's ceiling? Like, what does he come back better at this year? If he comes back, like, what if, like, what? Like, let's just say, what if, what if Luca cleans up his shot selection and gets to number one? He shoots 70, 74% from the free throw line. Let's say, what if he comes back 50, 39, 80? What is he from the field? 45%. Like 45. Last year, he shot 45%. For his career, he's 45%. But I think a lot of that is because of the shots he takes. I think if he cleaned up his shot selection, he could shoot better. We disagree on this all the time, but no, he not. That's the shots you shoot the shots that you can make. But that's, how you keep, that's how you keep the defense on their toes. No, listen, I think he can keep the defense on his toes, but while taking better shots. Even Steph, Steph doesn't take as many terrible shots as he used to. Steph never, never, no, Steph has never shot a terrible shot ever in his life. Has. 
you know, yes, even, oh, yeah. even, no, even, even Vince is right. 2016, the uh, last play of the game. If you would have just pumped fake Kevin Love, drove, laid the ball up, maybe you get fouled. Now you're down one, come back, play defense, get you a better look next time. But no, you were fucking hunting. But no, you were fucking hunting and took a goddamn contested three from. You just saw as soon as he caught it. He, he hesitated. If you decide as soon as he caught it and he makes it, that's probably Kevin, the greatest shot in NBA history. Because Kevin Love, <laughs> because Kevin Love jumped out. Kevin Love jumped out. He was like, "Oh shit!" If he just pump face and goes to the rim, lays the ball up, maybe you get fouled. You trust your defense, come back down. I'm just saying. I think that whoa, hot take. The Mavs are missing the playoffs. That is a strong hot take. I don't know if I believe with that one. I wish you could come on and explain that, my brother. I don't agree with that, but you know what? I like it. But yeah, I just think Luca Luca could clean up. Actually, if you see this sporting with Darren, can you please put it in the comments and explain why while I'm still talking about the Mavericks? But yeah, I think that Luca could clean up some of his shot selection. And if he does do that, you might see a 50, 38, 88 season. And then what does that look like for Luca Doncic? That might put you at 33 points per game. That might make you the MVP um, of the league doing things like that. So I think he could clean that up. Again, I do think Jalen Brunson will be a tough loss because I'm not always sold on Spencer Dinwiddie every night when you need Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie is like a, is like an add on. I fuck with that, but they're going to need Spencer Dinwiddie to perform on this basketball team pretty much every night. Like when Luca goes to the bench, there ain't another soul on this roster. As I'm looking at it, that's going to handle the ball. Like who going to handle the ball? If he I mean, don't, Relying on Dinwiddie is not. He's had some. Dinwiddie is solid. Dinwiddie's okay. been good his whole. He's been good his whole career ever since probably past his like third Bro. year. He's been solid. Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie has shot. This is what he shot: thirty percent, thirty-five, forty-four, thirty-eight, forty-four. How many points? Forty-one. Four, four, seven, twelve, sixteen, twenty. Six, but he got hurt that year. 13, he shot. Now, he did shoot 46, 40, 50% in Dallas last year, basically, and 40% in, like, the small service size that he did give you um, when he came over. But he was shooting 37% in Washington. If you can get that Spencer Dinwiddie, the one that you got last year where he can come out here and shoot 45%, let's say, and give me about 38% from three, I love it. 2019 Dinwiddie, though. If you can get said, that, then would he? If you get he 2019, then he said, start ranking the West playoffs in your head. Who are the Mavs better than? Again, I think a lot of that depends on Luka Doncic. Lakers, I think they're better than the um, Lakers. I think debatable better than the Suns. I, I, I want to see how the Suns recover after that shit last year. <laughs> I got to see how the Suns recover. Um, debatable better than the Pelicans. Um, I don't think all, a lot of it really is debatable. Like yeah, Utah, Utah losing a spot, so yeah, Utah, that's gonna be another spot. <laughs> they gone, but yeah, like a lot of it is actually debatable. But it's really debatable. It's just you gotta see how it play out. It's not like yeah, a lot of it is debatable. And again, I think it's again like again, what Spencer Dinwiddie do you get? Does Luka Doncic become better? Does the Christian Wood acquisition works out? Again, like I said, I think if all things do go well, I think this is a team that can make it back to the Western Conference Finals. Obviously, I don't even think they could beat Golden State. When it comes to the Clippers, shit, who knows, bro? Because the shit I be seeing Luka doing against the Clippers, 
is inhumane. Now, granted, they didn't lost both series, but him, he be balling. And I don't think he's had the same level of uh, I won't say same level of help. I don't think Porzingis was no help, but I don't think he's had the same level of help that fits him um as he has now. I think they figured out what goes well around um Luka Doncic. But um, any last thoughts with the Mavs? No, nah, with the Mavs. Should be a heck of a team. I, I expect them to go out there and compete every night. They should be. A, I'm pretty sure they went. Uh, how many? I don't know. Probably that. I got to be at least a top ten league fat team just off the Luka Doncic name for alone, sure, right? For sure, for sure, for sure. We should probably see them on TV a lot. I expect every time I'm they're, they're they got a Christmas game TV. against the Lakers. They do, they do. Should be a heck of a game. Uh, last year, Lakers versus Mavs was a bad game. Austin Reeves hit that. Uh, pretty much the the moment Russ hit that three in the quarter. Yeah, uh huh. That Luca actually didn't even play that game, and we still barely beat them. He didn't, but play, it's he said he didn't play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't play. Yeah, yeah, he didn't play, and we still barely beat him. But it should that should be a great game. Uh, I expect him to compete every night when they on the uh the headline and whoever it's against. I expect Luca Doncic to put on the show every night. Um, they got some fan a good fantasy production from this team. Uh, I take Wood. I take I maybe take Dinwiddie late. Obviously, I take Luca. Um, depending on how deep the league is, maybe a Finney Smith or a Bullock. But um, yeah, should be a heck of a a, a must a musty NBA TV from uh, Dallas coming next year. I agree. So I think we can leave it at that for now. Um, next next week, next week what uh what um what uh division do you want? Division. To uh, we go back east. I guess we could we could rock with um do the central. We could do central. Do the central division next week. So there you have it, man. Um, as always, Joe, get your plug in. Tell the people where they can find you at. What's good, y'all? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, get me on Twitter at the Jolts with two S's, J O L T S S. Hit me on the gram at Joel R Wilson. Thank y'all for tuning in. All right, Pavy. And as always, man, follow me on Twitter at Pavy World, P A V Y World, all one word, man. Make sure you uh check out my music. Um, go play Soft Lips, please. Go play songs about women. I'm gonna have a new project coming out soon. Again, you can find my music. Just type in Pavy anywhere you stream anything, and you can find it. And uh, yeah, man. Until next time.